0: The show.
1: Welcome to your making it worse. We're here. We're queer. Who cares? I'm Elliot Glazer and I'm Brent Sullivan and I'm H. Alan Scott. Sexual healing. This segment I very cleverly titled "Unhappy Endings." Okay. Hello. So, thirty-four. This is, by the way, this
0: is very near and dear to Elliot's heart because oh yeah. it involves someone who doesn't get a happy ending <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, at the end of a story. Thirty-four. A thirty-four-year-old na- okay, 34 man <laughs> uh, named Ronnie Arnau, uh, who's from New Jersey. He and his husband, they are gay, went to a, a Living Fresh Men's Spa in Chelsea, in New York mm-hmm. City. So. Um, at no point, as the New York Post reports, uh, at no point had Ronnie Arnau indicated, orderly or otherwise, that he consented to the monsieur, Pei Tan, touching his penis, nor did he ever indicate any desire for him to do so, according to a lawsuit that he filed. He was so shaken... Yes, yeah, So the
0: masseuse is like rubbing his his butt.
1: Yes, the masseuse and then flips
0: him over to give him a hand job. Yes, and-
1: yes. Um, and the 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 uh, the New York Post reports the rattled client immediately called the cops, who arrived and arrested Tan. The suit says, then pay Pe- Pe- Tan was charged with forcible touching and sexual abuse. Then the New York Post called this place and the receptionist, uh, who said, "I'm only going my, by my first name, Sean." Which He's I think an is an so actor. funny. He's Just call me Sean. Yeah. <laughs> um, said he hadn't heard of the allegations and said it's not that kind of spa. Uh, so this is all. I mean, this is all pretty fascinating. By the because... way, it really sucks.
0: It really sucks to be the masseuse at a gay Great massage spa. parlor. Where certainly not everyone wants that, but it's. I would. I would. Be willing to bet that most people go in hoping for that. Yeah, and I, you're the one that gets arrested. I mean, my I
2: remember I actually, but like, th- he did, maybe he deserves to be arrested. I don't know. That sucks. That I mean, sucks it sucks to be arrested it for it does this suck. shit. But it's also, I mean, I guess legally, that's it, what should right. happen. But right. yeah. on one level, I read this and I'm like, yeah, it's not like not consenting. Someone touching you without your consent is wrong, and it should never happen, especially sexually, especially sexually. Like it's just it's just wrong. But on a personal level, like, this dude's married, he's happy, like, get your husband to give you a fucking massage. Let us have our happy endings. Like, why are you fucking ruining a perfectly good... It's in M- Chelsea, so they pay... good sleazy listen, massage parlor. They pay exa- good
1: rent. I can picture... I can actually picture the sign. I know what the sign for this place looks like.
0: Yeah, because you've
1: literally done a tour of every massage parlor. <laughs> Not
0: true. massage parlor. No, but I can... He has a
1: punch card. This bitch has a punch I can, card. I can picture the sign, and I remember it being like, oh, this looks like one of the up." Up ones, so it looks like a It looks like a upper upper class ones, like nice ones. Right? Yeah, it looks like, like a yeah. like an actual like spa. Did look like a I mean, but I never went in, so I don't know. I wonder. I don't
2: to me, I it's that. always been, and and I I've never had a massage situation like this. Um, but I've had friends who have, and usually it's oh, I have the client who had friends. It's the <laughs> it's the client who indicates that they're open. To that, right, and then if the person—I mean, it's usually the person on the other end giving the massage who's the one being abused, not the other way around. And so it—it's interesting that it's this direction.
1: Yeah, it's also so. That's also that's that's a reason that makes it particularly interesting. I also think it's uh, very—it's fascinating because I I saw a picture of him too. He wasn't that hot. Who, Who? the masseuse? No, the guy,
2: the guy who's... Oh, Ronnie Arnau. Yeah, sorry, Ronnie, but... Well, it's not about whether whether he's he's hot hot or not. It's not not the...
0: I'm just saying. The masseuse isn't like... The masseuse was going for... I mean, there's probably other clients
1: to go for, you know? I think this is also such a... I I don't even think it's just a gay thing. I think it's so uh, universal for straight people, too. These, you know, these these massages... Oh, yeah. Where the idea of it is so... um, It's just so... I, I think it's so light and airy and silly now, but, you know, the guy's lawyer said, um, while people may laugh about the sexualization of spas, happy endings or. She said in the in the in this press statement, "Happy endings or locker room orgies? Yeah, the vast majority of people go to spas for healing and relaxation, not sex. Well, we don't, we don't giggle sad, about locker room orgies. I've never yeah. I'm like, locker room but orgies. But the, oh sad, my God. the sad truth and like under <laughs> un, sort of the story
2: below the surface here is that the, the spas, gay and straight, often are worked staffed by immigrants, oftentimes not U.S. citizens who." are sometimes forced into working these jobs, performing these activities, performing these things on gay men who come into these spas, and Mm -hmm. there's really no way out for them. And I don't know if that's the situation at this spa. Clearly, they're not wanting to talk, so maybe, maybe it was. But there's a lot of abuse that happens to the masseurs in these spas. They're not like freelance, you know, people having a table at a massage place and, and working off college yeah. loans. These are like immigrants trying to get their green cards. This is and maybe. I, wonder I mean, not, I, not always. Not always, no. But, I mean, I wonder if that—it just was a complete miscommunication. Uh, yeah. I feel bad for—I
0: really do. I feel bad for— I, yeah. this is, So, I, the I think if not, we're being consistent during the era of Me Too, I think— th- what happened is absolutely just. This person should be arrested because they, uh, hopefully, they won't press charges. But like you know, because he gave a hand job to someone who did not say "I want a hand job." I think that makes sense. With that said, I do think this kind of represents um, the slightly different power dynamics when it when it's two men as yes. opposed to yes. a woman and a man. Yes. And I, I the example I gave. I don't know if I told you guys this. I was on the subway. I was telling some friends a story. Oh yeah, yeah, I know this. I was on the subway. In L.A., and there was a guy who got on the subway, dressed pretty nice, wearing, wearing, like, a nice pair of, like, maybe white-ish jeans, like a dress shirt. Looked like he was, like, a bank manager. Mm-hmm. And he— In white jeans? Yeah, it was, it was a little bizarre. I know that sounds strange, That's but he bold, looked fine. Though. It was bold. Bold. But uh, people started laughing when he got on the train because— Uh, It took me a minute to notice. He had the biggest dick I've ever seen (laughs) rock hard under his jeans. Wow. So I actually felt bad because I could see he was trying to, like, hide it. And I was like, oh, this poor guy, I guess. Uh But long story short. He chose to wear it. By the end of the train ride, he he had very slowly eased over to me. Mm. And... Gently brushed his dick against my leg oh. twice. Wow! So we we got off at the same stop, and um, I noticed he was right behind me. So I just kind of bolted up the stairs. This was also in the middle of the day. Yeah. But when I tell when I told my friend Megan the story, she was like, "This is horrifying." Mm-hmm. And for me, I just I didn't know. Of, I, of course, I understand why she would think that. But for me, it was like I don't. I don't know. I just didn't...
1: I that's how wanna... I reacted when you told me. I was like, that's funny. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, I just... I, I was like, yeah. oh, it was just
0: weird, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to have a, an awkward
2: conversation, and I, I thought would, about yeah. being like, come on, man. Like, you're well, being a little also, excessive, but... I also think men, gay and straight, aren't taught how to communicate sort of vulnerability We are sexually. Neanderthals. And, like, I, a couple years ago, I wrote a story about a sexual situation I was in where the guy was taking it way oh, too yeah, far. Sure.
1: And... And by by being aggressive.
2: By being aggressive and not addressing when I said no. Right. And I was feeling very sort of like I don't wanna be a downer. I don't wanna like you know what I mean? I don't wanna like be a dick here because I'm thinking like I don't wanna like not but I didn't want to have sex with them either in that way. I was fine to like have the fun stuff, the oral, whatever, but like I didn't want to go that far. And I remember when Just I wrote. be that, honest,
0: you weren't douche. And I,
2: I didn't want to. I remember when I wrote the article. It was so interesting because, of course, the editor made the headline something ridiculous like "This guy doesn't know if he was raped." No, that was Queerty. Queerty, I wrote a very like. Thoughtful, thoughtful article. Right. And then Queerty picked it up and was like, this guy doesn't know if he was raped or not. Was Thanks, this guy Queerty. raped? And then it was this, like, hundreds and thousands of comments of people yeah, just being yeah. like, well, he, had, he invited him up. Right, and yeah. it's so interesting yeah. the reaction that people have to men in a situation like that versus women.
1: It is no—and and it's crazy, but it's like, yep, the <laughs> that Hetero male mentality is just, to me is just as present in the way those guys reacted to that yeah. story about you as they would about a woman. Mm-hmm. It's, it's 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 just it's it's a male thing. It's so Neanderthalistic, you asked so primal. Who, you yeah. invited them up. Yeah. Why would you get naked with them? And it's like I still was saying no. Yeah. Like, You're still allowed to say no and not yeah. have to do something. Exactly.
0: Yeah. I've actually uh, in all of my myriad of uncomfortable sexual encounters, I've rarely had anyone push. I think only, I can only think of one guy that I felt like actually was not responding to me uh, putting on the brakes, and ultimately did respond.
1: Yeah, when I was—he was turned forward. over. He was dead. He had died. <laughs> you murdered him. I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I killed him. So I guess my, to wrap up this thing, do we do, should you know what you're signing up for when you go into a place like this? Well, I as mean, a gay guy i I think in a more broad term. I mean, I've always thought that
2: prostitution, and this does work within sex workers, I do think sex work sex work, should be legal. Yes. And I think that services, if someone wants to go to a massage and they want to offer that, that should be a legally fine thing for someone to want and do. And it should be open and honest and communicated. And it's just that we live in a society and a country that doesn't allow that kind of communication.
0: Well, I also – I don't think we touched about th- uh, upon this just yet. And the more I think about it, it really is – kind of crazy with the ubiquity of sexuality in the gay community that this guy is feigning that he was surprised. Yeah. To be honest that with is you. how I, mean, I felt too. I, I, I guess we haven't touched upon that and like, it's needless to say, it's one thing to not be comfortable and not want that. Of course, I would never object yeah. to someone not wanting that. But it's like, there's almost an innocence that this guy purports to have going into this massage which frankly in the gay community I think is bullshit and I even had a moment where I'm like I wonder if there was uh if he was like settling
2: a score or something cuz yeah. it's so it's like it also made me think like how how tell, long did know. he let it I thought go the same on thing. Yep. how long did he let it go on to then make a case out of it and I don't want to mean I mean cause, but, yeah, I don't want
1: right. to blame him cuz he is the victim in right. this uh but I but there is he said they said that he he was so shocked by what was going on that he completely froze until the masseur th- quote threw off his towel and told him to turn over. The masseur th- was in a towel too. Uh, no, uh, he, he told threw- the oh, yeah, the, he the, the, oh. the guy to throw off his towel, turn over. At that point, having shaken off his initial state of shock, Arno abruptly rose from the massage table and demanded that the oh, guy good. leave the room.
2: I mean, good. The guy did. I mean, I do think. Yeah, he did what he was supposed to do, which is he he stopped the situation and he contacted authorities, and that is what you're
1: supposed to I, do. I mean, maybe, but I think it's more complicated in the gay world. I had the very I uh, shouldn't divulge, us, but I will. I had the very bizarro <laughs> version of this. Oh, I think you guys tell. both know, right? Where I went to a spa, <laughs> and it was a, I thought it was just like a regular Thai spa with, with women. That women. <laughs> And she was massaging me and I was just I just it was just like for like back pain and then she was like, turn over and I was like, Okay. <laughs> and she was like, Do you want to take your underwear off? And I was like, yes!
0: yeah, I guess.
1: <laughs> and then she ended up doing the thing and I was like and I was too afraid to say no. So you just let her do it? Yeah, with my eyes I was terrified. I froze. We probably should have told Sandy and Larry to stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening anymore. Wait, good. Why what? oh wow. I was just too freaked out to say no for some reason. See,
2: I don't think I would be freaked out to say no to something. But I know it, I didn't think I, I would know. either, but didn't I didn't. I don't know. I mean, maybe I do remember that by the way. Yeah, yeah. she
1: was mad cuz I didn't give her like a huge tip. But I was like, you freaked, this freaked me. I didn't, I, I didn't. You can't really explain it. At the, exactly. And on some
2: level, you let her do it. So I like, did. I just you was might was as well like, like, compensate her for it.
1: I was just like, <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, was that your first straight encounter? No. <laughs>
0: yeah. I know, I was thinking the same thing.
1: Uh, no, I made out with Whitney, Whitney Renier when uh, we were little kids. Now she's a welder, so oh, that yeah. tells you <laughs> everything. Yeah. God bless Whitney.
2: You know, Brent. I got some coins, not a lot, but I need to invest them. What can I do? I recently downloaded Robinhood, which is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks,
0: options, cryptocurrencies, all commission-free. That's
2: exactly what I'm looking for.
0: And here's the best part. And I was blown away with how user-friendly it was, and it's basically the least intimidating way... For stock market newcomers like me to invest for the first time with actual
1: confidence. So Robinhood has no commission fees. Other brokerages will charge up to 10 bucks for every trade. But Robinhood doesn't charge commission fees at all. You're saying that's free? <laughs> it's free. And the design is very easy to use. It's the design to...
2: is incredible. It's actually beautiful to look at. I heard a rumor it's just four taps on your smartphone.
1: You can learn how to invest as you go. You can just discover new stocks and track your favorite companies with a personalized newsfeed. And you can get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Downloading now. And The crazy thing is Robinhood is actually giving our listeners a free
0: stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint, to help build their portfolio. I know
1: those companies.
0: That's right. I have
2: Sprint. I'm on Sprint.
0: And all they have to do is sign up at worse.robinhood.com, which is, that is, worse.robinhood.com. It's
2: so easy.
1: Not even joking. Well, we're here today with two guests, (laughs) Alan. You know them better than I do. I do. They are hosts of
2: Maybe It's You, a podcast that I was just recently on. So much fun on this network. I starburns. Starburns. You can't. You can't get over it. Amir and Greg.
3: Hello. Thank
2: you
1: guys so much for being
2: here. Thanks for
3: having us. I always. I I stop
2: myself when I'm like pronouncing your first name because I hear you saying Amir. 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 and, And I say, yeah, I'm reading Amir, and I'm like, wait. But you're not. You're not I say Amira, but I just say it quickly. Yeah. 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 And that's why I'm like, what's happening yeah. here? Rutola, right? Yes. I love it. I'm I a just, Nice uh, Italian what girl. What a beautiful last
1: mm. name. The Rutola. podcast
2: is so much fun. And Greg, you wrote, he's just, the, he's just not that Indian.
4: Uh, I, I co I wrote it. Co wrote it. I co wrote it with, uh, With. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, and I have to say that. Uh, with, uh, with, with Legally, the, you have to say uh, that. Uh, it is very important <laughs> that I mention <laughs> that it was co written with uh, uh, Liz Ticillo, who was uh, one of the writers uh, at Sex in the City. Oh, that's right. It's yeah. fair to say
1: that that was a cultural Phenomenon. phenomenon. Yeah, and to be fair, it was,
4: the book was her idea because I I said it to somebody for real and then she said I think there's a book in that. And That's said, amazing. A pamphlet
2: Wait, maybe. So incredible. I'm sure you've told this story a million times. But can you can you explain like Oh, it's, this... a,
4: it's a story as old as time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you can you explain the Beauty situation the you, you were
2: in? Cuz I feel like the gay dudes need to hear it.
4: Look, here it, it was uh it, it's been a matter a subject of much debate of, of who it was but I was I I was talking to one of the writers on a break uh from you know like a lunch and uh Well,
3: the to back it up, it was in the writer's room of Sex in the City.
4: Right, Sex in the City, where right. I was a yeah. consultant. The staff was seven women and two gay men, and and they needed and a you. straight guy. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so I was the token straight guy. And, uh, um, and so um, uh, I was there to uh, sort of, uh, you know... Uh, say hey a I, I, I guy would cry here yeah really, sure that kind of <laughs> sure that'd be, all right. that'd be all right and uh um but anyway so this girl i've been there for a while i worked there for a couple of years and i got cl- close with the staff and this girl just said i've been seeing this guy and i invited him up last night and he didn't want to come up and do you think that's bad and i just stared at her i didn't know that was a real question <laughs> and then i said yes yeah that's uh yeah I mean if if we if a guy if somebody likes you yeah, a guy likes you yeah, he wants to have sex with you that's that would be the yes <laughs> and uh, and then she goes well what if he was, what if he was busy I said I don't care if he had to fly the fucking space shuttle yeah. he said, Come he's gonna on, have you sex make with a plan him. and also if you're going you'd go to the space shuttle and do it why not there yeah. yeah if you if you have a <laughs> rocket of your own um, and so I didn't think of it as being any I didn't it was not a significant conversation I mean I was. I felt good about being honest with her, but I also didn't think I was telling her anything she didn't probably already kind of was already guessing at. And then Liz said, this is such a weird idea to be able to, 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 to say, because women spend a lot of time sort of, uh, you know, this is according to them, you know, looking and going, well, you know, he's busy or he's got this going on yeah. or he's just gotten out of something, you know, guys. And also, guys, everybody uses those excuses because they're great. Like, ah, right now is not good for me. I have just gotten out of something. I'm oh, also it's not February, at all. February is always
0: a rough month <laughs> for everyone. Yeah. Month. It's it a is. rough it's, month. It is. It's a tough month. It's a short it, month. Yeah. So you got more stuff to right. do. I, oh I'm God. stacked
4: up. I don't know. <laughs> I'm working on stuff right now. My dad just got sick. Yeah. It's just a cold. My dad has cancer. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one you know you really? get out of a marriage. Yeah, but um, but anyway, so that was sort of the idea of it, and and then we went back in the writers' room, and then Liz sort of kept the conversation going, and we, and there was just all of this like that's awesome. So what if a guy if a guy you know if so if a, if a guy's married to somebody else that's that's not a and I'd be like are we yeah, you say that out loud or are we doing this for real and, you know <laughs> but I think um, yeah so it needed to be said. It's so that's interesting
0: awesome. because it's 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 advice that I having had having been single for most of my adult life and ha- having open discussions with friends and stuff it still has taken me to this point yeah within the last couple of years when I'll be like
2: oh the reason he didn't text me back today
0: was because he doesn't want to talk to I me. I feel
2: like the three of us. He's, on he's our not like, that into We have this text chain going on where we're constantly like talking to each other, and I think on some level we're trying to say to each other sometimes, "He's just not. It's just, it, just chill. It's mm. not going to work out, or yeah. it's not. Right. It's not the thing." I'm fit. starting to push Ed. it
0: more aggressively, more often with my friends because you you really can tell that there's a moment. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is coming from a guy whose heart is frozen solid, but there is, <laughs> there is a moment when you're like, the
2: dynamic changed, there is a, less yeah. eagerness, there's less interest, and, and it's not a person, it's not like a, I think the thing that we often do is that we take it as a personal attack on us, like, there's something about me that's wrong. There's something that I'm doing that's wrong in the world, and it's like, no, this person just doesn't get you, and that's okay.
4: Yeah, and a lot right, and people uh, just sort of, ass, I mean, you know, uh, you know better than me. The, the, you know, you assign some hope to it, and yeah. you're like, okay, this is the thing that's going to solve it. This guy, this 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 person is. <sighs> This is my answer. And yep. then they're not your answer. Yeah. And then you're like, but they were. How come they like? It,
3: what it, if I just hold on longer? Maybe it'll yeah. still be my answer. What you get yeah. all
4: the time is like, but they said that night that they wanted to see me yep. again. And I'm like, right. There were three things they were going to say when they're going to get out of the car. That's one of them. And none <laughs> of them are true.
0: And, that's, and tell me if you've noticed this too, That's that's what makes it so difficult is that when when we get a trigger, when we get a quote of interest, yeah, it's you'll start ignoring all the other signs signs of disinterest. Yeah, you'll right. go back to that quote he killed from three my mother. weeks ago That's that was like, fine. oh, I'd like to see you again, and you go, oh, he wants to see me yeah. again, and you forget that he hasn't he hasn't responded. Heart, heartfully, at, is that a word? Yeah. Uh, he hasn't has responded enthusiastically to the last five texts.
4: Right, because that moment was so exciting and probably unexpected, or something that go, makes you go, "Oh man, I am the person I think I am." Yeah. Because this person's interested in me, and then you go, "What the fuck did I do? Yep. What did I do between then?" Yep. And ten, it was like ten minutes later, I left, and he didn't. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that. I girl wrote me yesterday in fact, and said, I, I've i been seeing this guy sort of, and I said, uh, uh, I wrote him, and I said, hey, I'm 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 just writing you to say happy birthday, and I'm ready to celebrate whenever you are, and he said, you know, I think tonight just I'm going to stay at home with a glass of wine. And she goes, should I text him again?
1: Uh, I go, if you want, if
4: if the guy is the guy, that is the guy of your dreams a guy who celebrates his own birthday with a glass of wine? Fuck that guy. Yeah. That guy is weak. He also sounds, sounds lying. gay. <laughs> you think he's lying or he's gay?
1: <laughs> Speaking of that, do you guys think that, uh, this stuff transcends these these ideas the the advice does this does it transcend, transcend, transcend sexuality to wow. gay people lesbians trans- I, I, I
3: think it transcends everything, including into your workplace and your friendships and oh, your outfits. Yeah. 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 Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that the signs are all there, and the pro and the thing that makes it so brilliant of the he's just not that into you is like you're not wrong. There is something there. Yeah. It's just not enough, mm. right? So if, you're, so if you're not being if you're not being promoted at work, or you're not being valued at, by your friends, it's that they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. there's something there. Yeah, yeah. But it's not. They don't hate you. But it's and you're not going to succeed right. in the way you want to succeed. Yeah. Regardless and of sexuality not, I mean, or. I think
2: Elliot and we've we talked about this on this podcast a lot, but Elliot often like you know there's expectations behind it, and you mm-hmm. say it sucks that yeah. it, it just sucks. But like, why does it suck to you?
1: Because it hurts my feelings.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, do you know. take it personally? Really? Laugh. Yeah, Laugh. for sure,
1: for sure. Why? Because uh, if he's just not that into me, then I'm still—there's got to—I'm doing something wrong.
4: I'm not enough. That sucks. Right, but you, that's right. But <laughs> like that's, by, that's by their value system. So, essentially, what the things that they like, um, uh, if they don't include you, then for some reason they're right, as opposed mm-hmm. to, like— he's just wrong right he just right. doesn't yeah, he's just correct. and, he's, and, and also also, he also doesn't ver- get
3: it also your version of him isn't I know Realistic either it's I mean not. like What if he just goes home And puts on a fucking MAGA hat Exactly Like yeah. you, you don't yeah. really know. Yeah. you're You've assigned value And sort of um,
4: I like the guy a Who's fa- a secret a fan- MAGA a guy <laughs> A fantasy He goes home He's put out the clubs All night I Then he goes home And goes Trump. Oh my god, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My god I got Where the have oh, it. Before I go to bed Oh I know I'm gay But <laughs> it drive me crazy I just can't <laughs> let go Of those oh. Republican oh. roots I just want so much
3: But it is that thing Like we know We decide that There's this fantasy life That can be had with that that person, yeah, and when when it's not reciprocated to the degree you want it to be reciprocated, I will <laughs> so say, you feels. guys
2: you guys have parlayed all of this into this podcast that is awesome. Maybe it's you, where like when we were when I was on it for half the conversation, I found like I was talking about Michael and I, and I was talking about relationships and how you know I've changed being in a sort of committed relationship, and then. You guys talk you guys have your own sort of relationship thing going on on the side. <laughs> yes, that like oh yeah. you said something oh, on it where yeah. you like you have a, a an aside where it's like literally a conversation between the two of you about your own relationship <laughs> oh, yeah. and like I'm the guest being like I think it's fine that he wanted to stay downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like yeah. something something ridiculous and what's so awesome about it is it's so relatable. It's so normal that we're all having these experiences. Can you tell us about the podcast?
3: Um, the the podcast it has sort of... Um, c- Tell them the c- truth. The, the, tr- the truth is... <laughs> it's
2: our marriage counseling.
4: It, it kind is. of is. Yeah.
3: I, we, we were
4: supposed to finish a book, and we were having yeah. a hard time, and we were having a tough time in, the, in our marriage, and yes. we were not talking. and Wow. Um, yeah. uh, Amir's not a talker, and I don't
3: I stop. Like, I like to shut it down. And I yeah. like yeah. to keep it... I, like I, to like just, I just like you to cold stare and, yeah. like, apathy. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. Enjoy my apathy. Silent, <laughs> that's, silent that's, contempt? I need to get it out. Out and over sure. with and, and I going to hang on to it yeah. for a long time. I want to like I want to just like really let it thicken. I
0: love a grudge.
3: I want to be <laughs> not the course a of a week. 100%. I would be super healthy to the, yes. to
0: not talking yes. to some to punishing uh-huh. them. And by the way, they're fine. They're like, yeah. "Oh great. This idiot is attacking yeah. me this week." Right. And you are going,
3: "Yeah. I hope I bet they're thinking about what they've done." Yeah. 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 You're like, "I bet they're thinking, yeah. I was wrong, bro." Yeah. yeah. No, 100%. they're not.
2: 100%. <laughs> yeah, they're they're yeah. thinking of like KFC great yes. we're, we're, as, we, way, way, we just want to get or we just, just want to yeah. get past it they just want to get past it can
4: we just like move can we just like are we gonna, how long are we going to stay in this yeah and it turns out years is sometimes <laughs> um, hey, man, we're going to be in this for a while that one's a slow boil mm-hmm. um yeah, I think part of what so we so I had said we should do a podcast, and she was like, "I think we should get the book out, and then we'll do a podcast." So I was like, "I think we'll get the book out unless we, <laughs> we, we talk start about talking. it, right?" Yeah. yeah. And when right. we sat down and started talking with the microphones and an invisible third person, it we started to listen a little mm, bit, yeah. Huh. Which was How about that? the only time we a podcast to to saved a marriage. Yeah. 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 Well, what's, yes.
3: so, what's so great well, because about it? You're, and... you're on your best behavior because of someone yeah. else listening to you. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're actually being thoughtful and considerate when you taken in information as opposed to like historically defensive and shitty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what I found was so yeah. awesome about it was that you guys, I mean, I think as gay people, like we have this idea of sort of straight people and straight people, be- we talk, even talked about it, straight people being in sort of a rut of, there's such ceremonial things you have to do and expectations that the man and the woman has to, the woman has to do this and the man has to do this and, and the marriage has to be this way. And it's just how straight people work and gay people sort of in some ways redefine that those expectations, but at the same time we have our own problems yeah. with like trying to have some normalcy amongst yeah, all Yeah, it's so it.
1: funny because to hear, you know, to hear your story, to hear your podcast, And even to think about the book and the movie, it's like in the best way possible, it makes me feel like uh, I'm like, okay, like it feels like, okay. I'm going to like get there eventually, (laughs) Mm -hmm. get to that place where I'm like a grown up in a relationship where we talk and fight and figure it out and like work through it. And like and love each other and tussle. Yes. Yes. (laughs) But to me, it feel that's like that's like the. Other end of the rainbow or whatever. Well, you Whereas get... a gay guy, I feel like I'm like, <sighs> like, tussle, like just like treading water to figure out like how the fuck it works. And yeah. I'm somebody who's been in relationships, and I'm like, how the fuck does this stuff work? Well, I, here in if, between me and another man, we're two Neanderthals just like pawing at each other, you know. And I feel like men and women get the chance to like, well, great. No, I don't know. You it's... never
4: feel good or normal in anything. <laughs> it's <laughs> none of it. None of it's like you think it is. And and no, and we don't have it better just because we're cisgendered. We're it, it, and, I, I, you know, I always tell people my roommate that I had before Amir and I moved in together was David Cross, mm. uh, the comedian mm-hmm. who is bizarre just as a human being. But for some reason, it was the easiest relationship I've ever had ever. So the best relationship I've ever had in a house where I wasn't upsetting anybody. Yeah. And mm. where we got along and where we had sort of set some ground rules of like, he, he's a little maybe, spect- I don't know, but he's odd. And he <laughs> had some like, he goes, sometimes we'll go out and do stuff, but sometimes we won't. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> all right, you yeah. needed to say that. That's fine. I I, I know you're yeah. trying behind your face there, and um <laughs> and we had a really kind of a great relationship that way, and and how we sort of, I don't know, it was very easy, and yeah. um uh and Amir and I had, but it wasn't
3: had, a romantic relationship. It
4: wasn't a romantic relationship, but I don't know that that matters because after a while, a marriage is sort of a romantic relationship, but not all the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's not meant to be. But there's a, a like like I love Amir. Like no matter whatever happens with us, there, there, no, I will never love anybody as much as I love her. That just is the way it is. But that yeah. doesn't mean that it's great all the time. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, and my version of what love is may not, you know.
2: Michael says this thing to me, which I think is really funny. Whenever we get, like, in a not in a fight, but in, like, a disagreement or something, he'll always end it when I'm, like, I'll always say, so, is are you okay? Like, I'll try to—I think I'm you in the relationship. I'm, like, trying to, like, talk it out. And he'll say, you know, it's okay for me to be annoyed by you. <laughs> and it's so—but it's so refreshing because it's, like— it's true. I'm annoying. We can be annoying. Like, it's okay to be annoyed by someone and know that person isn't going anywhere.
4: Right. Well, that's the thing. It, and maybe after time, though, it, it, it all depends. I think sometimes it's it's also hard to know because I, there is a dynamic shift always where that you go, oh, this person's having a bad time because of me. Yeah. Like, their, their bad time is – and I'm not having as bad of a time. Oh, that's yeah. so yeah.
1: scary. Right? The idea of, like, it all <laughs> hinging on <laughs> – all hinging on one thing.
4: Well, but also, they're ultimately, they're responsible for their own, they're also... Right, that's also scary. They're responsible for their own happiness. So they, even if they say it's your fault, it isn't really because they don't have to be there for it, right? See, I'm literally jealous.
1: I'm jealous of you guys fight, you and Michael fighting. Uh I'm (laughs) jealous of you guys, like, having to figure things out. Like... Why? I don't know. I mean, because historically I've been in relationships where there's, like, not a lot of fighting, and, like, it's all nicey-nice, and I think a that's lot of a problem. Racism. How do you think you would react to a fight? Um, I, uh, uh, I guess... You
0: fought with think, your ex? You, it's not like you guys never had fights.
1: Yeah, we had like small arguments, but I'm jealous of like you guys like being like <laughs> no, we weren't talking at the time. I'm like, oh my god, that's so mature. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so it, mature. It's not I'll not get fun, there no. one day. Not, not, not fun. Not, not fun though. No, no, yeah, no, no. It's been tough. It's tough yeah. and it's tough when you also then you're now you're living around we have kids, so now you're the model of a relationship for them, oh which, my god, again, yeah. which again which again you're not meant to no, live your life for heavy. your kids.
1: That's heavy. But
2: bro.
4: you're not meant to like yeah. if you if you were disappearing and your parents Marriage, you're a fucking baby. Leave them alone. They're just people, just like you. And if yeah. they didn't do it the way you wanted them to, get over it. They yeah. were doing the very best they could. It's so hard. Yeah, it's so much harder than people think it is. Or, Why do people not let it? it well, like
1: let that on. Like let. On I do know. It's so like that's the thing I never understand about relationships across the board. I'm like, I feel like it's hard for everybody, but nobody admits it. You know what's interesting? I know. I think I've
0: touched upon this before in
1: the podcast, but I've
0: always said that. So my parents have. To this day, I think the healthiest relationship I've seen, they would argue occasionally, but they were very much soulmates, got along really well, communicated really well. um, And it's a weird burden. Mm -hmm. I've always thought it's like a strange burden because to me, the idea, and they wouldn't give a fuck who I brought home, but to me, the idea of bringing home someone who isn't my soulmate would be, almost embarrassing
2: interesting i would
0: never i would never do it if i would only want to bring home someone that i was like this fits the archetype of what i saw them create and again and they would never in a million years agree with that bring whoever you want yeah
4: i but i can't i bet you'd be surprised if you really dug in that they might say no dude there I were like up. two years where she was driving me up a fuck wall. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, there are people that behave better than others. My parents were, my parents behaved better. They were sure. not, there were lots of problems, but they, they, they never raised their voices around us. They had mm. their arguments back in their bedroom. They did, they did seem to be very much in love with each other. But there's also a little codependency there. Um, but, but I think there's just no way to be with one person forever and not have mm. a few like, Oh, no, from 74 to yeah. 82, yeah. not good. Not yeah. a good... I, I yeah. haven't,
2: good,
0: I haven't I, you know, I delved little, too deep into that. You don't need to. And I think you're right. I do think they hate each other. I think...
3: it's The only thing
4: is, the great thing about a relationship is it's just between the two of you. There's yeah. not another one like it. There's not another her, and there's not another us. Uh, excuse me, I'm in a thruple? <laughs> what,
2: oh. uh, what I find interesting about all of this is that, like, You know, gay marriage is only a couple of years old at this point, and and 10 years old, I guess. Well, no, 2004 is when it first started in Massachusetts. So, yeah, we're going on a little bit here, and it's become more of a normal thing. And as gay baby boomers get older and they're able, or get into senior citizen time and the next generation comes up, marriage is going to be a very normal thing. And relationships, gay relationships, once seen as sort of weird outlier sort of things, now are part of the normal infrastructure of what society is about, and how do gay people communicate problems in relationships without feeling like they're victimized
1: by society? What yeah, happens it, when we become normal? Yeah, it makes me think of John Waters, who yeah. who very, as soon as gay marriage was happening, but especially when it was legal, he was like, I don't want this. Yeah. He was like, I don't <laughs> want this. He's like, marriage is for, like, quote-unquote, like, normal people, and I'm not normal. I don't yeah. want to be normal. We shouldn't be normal. And I... I can
4: understand the. What sentiment. does that
1: do to a relationship? Exactly. Yeah, and I can I, understand the sentiment, but I'm also like, I don't know, I want it.
4: I grew up in San Francisco, so and my parents, uh, uh, my family's in the dog show uh, game part of, part of the time. Um, there were a lot of men, life partner men. Yeah, yeah, lots of them. Yeah, uh, for years, and especially from like mid fifties on.
0: This yeah. is my lover,
4: Gerald. <laughs> you know, and also you'd be a kid, who just had two uncles, and they were, yeah. and you just sort of yeah. like they were always, oh, that guy has a that guy's a cool blazer on. He's like, yeah. just dressed yeah. better. But there was, um, there was also a freedom in that they weren't married. Yeah, so they were like. Best friends and, you know, a lot of those relationships because without the constraints of marriage and also like, look, we're old and we're, this is what we're doing and nobody yep. really cares in this world, you know, yeah. it, it, um, um, there was sort of a freedom in not being bound by the institution. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's sort of, I, I mean, it just imagine, reminds me of um, Best in Show. And the movie, The Best, best in Show. And right. I remember being like, guys, just so you know, I would like, I don't know why I thought it was important to like tell people I'm like, the most f- healthy relationship in the movie is between the two gay men. okay? Uh. <laughs> just so you know. So you're um, not
3: wrong. I know. But it's That's like, right. I thought they I were, was so wise.
1: Yeah, they were, they actually,
3: they, <laughs> That's They're kind the of, most respectful of each other. Yeah, exactly. They're the most fun. Listen. Yeah.
1: fun yeah. They listen. they listen, yeah. they have their own yes. thing, they enjoy each other, they have the same yeah. interests, like, it was, you know, so organic. I think the birdcage did that for me. The, the, bird, the birdcage, too, for The birdcage for sure. did a lot for me in terms
2: of just seeing, because I don't think at that point in my life, I was 14, I guess, when it came out, I don't think I'd ever seen a, a, just not a, I hate to use the word normal, but a traditional relationship between two people of the same sex. I had never seen that. And to see someone... Someone I related to, being as flamboyant as he was, Nathan Lane. I really related to Nathan Lane because he was vulnerable and honest, but also theatrical. And there was a lot to him. And 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 in a weird way, Robin Williams was this sort of grounded straight guy, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. who was in this relationship, and he didn't care that this guy was flamboyant yeah. or anything because it was his heart. It was yep. his other half. And it just, even thinking about it now, it's just such such a great movie. So nice. Such a great statement on relationships, not so guys, mattering gender. Do
4: you watch uh, Schitt's Creek? Yes. Oh yes. Seen it. Yeah. Oh, that so yeah. yeah. that relationship is lovely. Okay. That relationship is with with uh, David and Patrick is. Oh, yeah. Those two are fantastic. And that's Dan the same Levy's thing. The best. Yeah. Oh really, my God.
1: We need to get him on the show. Oh, oh,
4: man. Yes. Yeah. 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 But We're, in the
1: same regard that it's like his character's like more effeminate than his husband yeah and it's like but it doesn't ma- it's not like a thing it does this is love yeah and they're it's just oh, it's great
2: it's a good statement of a relationship but it's interesting to think of from a gay perspective mm-hmm. because in 20 years it's going to be a very different yeah and mm-hmm. it's happening now it's evolving as we speak which is why podcasts like yours are so great
0: <laughs> so the other thing oh, yes. i was going to say about he's just not that into you and and i feel like this is something that elliot you and i have talked about since we're always on the on the apps the, the apps being, like,
1: Tinder, Tinder Grindr. yeah, or yeah, yeah.
0: For me, it's hard because whenever you're telling your friend, or you're reading these clues, and you're like, oh, he's just not that into me. The problem is it's so rare that I find that anyone is actually into me. <laughs> there are so few instances in which I give my number to someone, and they are eager to text, and they are showing enthusiasm and asking introspective questions, and... We're kind of matching on an intellectual
1: level. Mm -hmm. Although I I find find that city-specific. I I feel like we both have had that experience, but more so in L.A. than New York. Yeah, so it certainly happens.
0: uh, But I think that's sort of – sometimes that's what's what's disheartening for me when I'm telling a friend, like, oh, he's just not that into you. It's like, yeah, it's hard to hear that because that's – I would say 95% of the time I give someone my number, which is already after a bunch of conversations I've had online that don't end with me giving my number to someone. 95% of the time, there's still, like, it falls off, it disappears. I, I don't know. Have you heard that as well? Or
3: Well, I think that, you know... The unfortunate, you know, there the, there's the obvious upside of of you know dating and hooking up through the apps, but you know I think because it is still so new, people mm-hmm. are really using it as a more of a hookup tool than a relationship tool, um, because it's it's taken away. Um that layer of risk and bravery yes. that you have to have in person. And yeah. I think, using your
1: voice. And
3: I think because it's still so new, people are just like Black Friday shopping on yeah. it. It's yeah. More more than <laughs> um more than actually, you know, forging deep relationships or, or being introspective or, or really authentic or honest. They're kind of was, um Yeah.
2: You also can't gleam like a level of commitment or interest, really. I think, and, and I definitely fall. I'm a victim of this, but gleam interest based on what is essentially a robot at this technology. Yeah, like right. you haven't yeah. you haven't seen the <laughs> right. person in, in 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 real life. You haven't. I always it's say, yeah, just a robot.
4: I, I don't. Yeah, there's that. I, I don't understand. Like the um, there's a charge anytime anybody you know. Uh, responds to you about anything, mm-hmm. right? It's snipe. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, even with somebody that you're like, oh, I can't believe they had me as a friend. Yeah. yeah. But I do yeah. think that there is like, there's nothing like meeting somebody. It just is yeah. just different. It just yeah. is. There's a chemical. I think we have not, we have um, uh, not given enough credit to just being human. Yeah. And mm-hmm. what the, and what human interaction is meant to be. Like it wasn't never meant to be this way. I mean, that's we, what, originally it was just smells. Right, we just yeah. uh, pheromones, but now you smell good. Right, but it's yeah. real. Yeah. It's real. It smells like, yeah, that yeah, smells like that person wants to have sex, I think. And right. from my smell indicator. I smell
2: but, like but Don Paul But there's also not, there's, not,
3: there's not really the time to think about somebody anymore when you're yeah. when you oh have the God, apps yeah. and the social media where it's all just like it's You know swiping. You're, you're, it's, you're, it's, you're yeah. scrolling so there's I mean, it used to be you guys are younger than we are, but it it used to be like you know, before there was smartphones, you actually had to like wait till you got to work or wait till you got home to see if yeah. you had messages. To, like, so you would
1: yeah, really you know, really
3: cr- think about uh, somebody or long for somebody. Or I think about
1: us being and, in this like but technological because it's going so fast. Yeah, and we and and when I think about that, it's like we were in this sort of weird technological moment, the three of us, where it's like. We were kind of like dating as technology was creeping in very yes. quickly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's 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 just a bizarre place to be in because I do feel like I was always terrified of like approaching somebody at a bar, yeah. and I've I was. Uh, I was kind of, I guess, quote-unquote, lucky enough to have bars become phased out as technology became okay. At first, it was like, you met somebody on what? Friendster? Yeah. And yeah. Then eventually right. it was yeah. like, yeah, everyone's on OkCupid. Okay and now it's like, right. Tinder, no
2: bars. And gay people sure. really
1: pioneered. I mean, gay people in general, like, when I was a
2: kid, my lifeline was like AOL chat rooms and talking yeah. to Sure, people. sure. And it just was, it was because it was the only place that I could connect with anyone that was like me. Well,
4: otherwise, you had to go, if you wanted to go hook up someplace, you had to go out by the tennis courts. Yeah. Or, I mean, like, yeah. it was. You were pushed to the margins. Public bathroom. Yeah. yeah.
2: Right. It, was, it was made oh, this don't, sort don't of... Don't tell Elliot about oh that. God. Here we go. Oh, Jesus, Christ. <laughs> I hooked up at my public uh, he's, kid, he's bathroom. He's kidding. He's kidding. He's <laughs> kidding.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> public parks? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Alan is, is like... Public da, park? Yeah, I think I've talked about everywhere. that before. He's always
4: yep. pushing oh, wow. the boundaries. But it's a good bathroom.
2: <laughs> you know. Did it smell? <laughs> Sorry. I remember Buddy
4: smell. asked me to go play tennis at the park at Griffith Park at like noon. And, he, and I like I don't have a tennis racket. I don't think so I'll meet you there. And uh, so I'm standing around in my outside my car, waiting for him. No tennis racket, just a pair of shorts on. And and uh, and guys would just suddenly out of the bushes, just sort of yeah. like, wing by. Are you There's kidding? a website. Wait,
2: this is real. That's a real thing. There's a website yeah. that tells you the hookup spots within parks and places that yeah. you can easily have discreet hookups. Yeah. for like, like
4: one guy things. went twice across a parking lot. Like you, you, know, you missed me the first time. I'm like I'm I am here to play tennis. <laughs> Where do they go? Was I'm here woods. to play tennis, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. I'm here yeah.
1: to play tennis, thank you very and much.
4: Occasionally, when you're playing tennis there, you'd see you see every once in a while go, oh, that's a notable person leaving. The, he didn't have a tennis racket. Well, George Takeo talks
1: about hooking up in the Ramble in New York, the which Ramble? I also remember from that, that's what it's called the Ramble. It's where gay guys would hook up in Central Park, and then oh um, yeah, yeah. And so I remember him. I, I heard him talk about that, and I still remember also seeing. Um, there was a documentary called Gay Sex in the Seventies. Mm, yeah, and I think you saw you saw it too. Yeah. But, Alan was like, "It was great," and I watched it. I think you watched it separately, and we both got very think, like lightheaded I think watching I passed it because yeah. it was so like it was just like oh, so much to like think about, and the, and they talk about like being in, like dark meat trucks by the on the west side. And How like, cool is that? It's like crazy it's the to me. It's least so cool scary. Thing I've ever heard.
4: That sounds
3: like but, it, a but, it was, but
4: it's also it was also <laughs> I illegal. Trucks. I need
1: a like, pillow Illegal? You, you say legal or illegal?
3: Illegal. Sure. Yeah. Uh,
4: because it would be, because because sometimes there were guys soliciting, right? Right. Yeah, you know, and you know somebody would drive from their business downtown and yeah. park their car. And uh, and so there were always cops around there. So it just always made it rough. Dangerous. Yeah. And it made it it made it ugly. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it really did. It was, you know, so it was dangerous. It was a little bit. And, and so, you know, I think part of the having the apps and all that kind of stuff is keeps it from so people can just go.
1: There is a safety level.
4: Also, well, yeah.
1: It's I mean, clunky. It's, but I'm just saying, like, historically, when I think about all those things together, it's so, like, clunky where it's, like, you have to fuck in the woods. And then, like, you have yeah. to fuck in the dark. And then it's illegal. Yeah. But then you're going to bars <laughs> to meet people. But you have to do it in secret. And then we have friends, sir. But you get laughed at if you try to go. Like, like it's so
4: clunky. Like, Elliot, yeah. you you have a friend. If George Michael had only had an app. Right. I know. It's true. You had, George. You Poor had George. a friend
0: who worked for, like, one of the earliest gay oh, that's dating right. things. Oh, my God. Which was this thing. It would, you would call for voicemails. You'd call to listen to voicemails, and you, based on the voicemail and what yes. you guys said to each other, you would potentially meet. And to me, when you were recounting, uh, your fr- Michael's uh, yeah. talking about this, it was so fascinating because it, I was like, there was a time in which you couldn't look at 10,000 nude guys an hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so a voice would turn you on. right? And that is to me, and, and I know I'm a little excessive perhaps with porn, but that is to me so foreign at this point mm-hmm. where I couldn't at any really? given point in time, I could, find, <laughs> I could find a thousand people that are exactly my type and I've never even seen them before in my yeah. life. And I, I really do wish I could go back to the time where, and I guess I could if I had more willpower. Oh, I don't think go back either.
2: to the time where a
0: voice would turn
2: me on. Maybe. Were straight people ever illegal having sex? I don't think so. I guess interracial straight people. Yeah, they mm-hmm. were.
4: Yeah, to think and of then, a comparison. And then, to then it depends on, right. and then it depends on like the, what the laws were. Yeah, Sodomy and all that kind of stuff. That 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 is. A, a but legal... also, I think,
3: I think public sex right. is. Was illegal for everybody. Yeah,
4: yeah. right. Straight right, gay,
3: right. whatever. Yeah. Just, you, you're not yeah. you're not meant to do it in the public. Right.
2: What a shame. Right.
4: Yeah, but if you were if you were a couple of kids messing around in the in a car and you were straight, you'd be fine. And yeah, you for, for a for car. Sure. And you were gay.
2: you were Zodiac not. killer, and then you're not fine. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had some other yeah. ideas. Yeah. He had yeah. some other ideas. Right. Yeah. No, not yeah. at all. Well, guys, thanks so much for Thank doing you this. So much. Where can people find you on the interwebs? Where can people follow and stuff?
3: Well, they can listen to us at the Maybe It's You podcast. Or yeah. They can. Uh, f-
4: I'm It's Gregors on uh, on uh, Instagram, okay. and that's enough.
3: And I'm, <laughs> I'm actually Amira on Instagram. Yeah. Fun! Thanks so much for doing that. Oh, you yeah, guys, nice, guys. Thank you. this. Thanks for guys. This was super yeah. cool.
2: And another thing.
1: Board games are so fun to me. Are board games fun to you guys? <laughs> Wait.
0: Did you write that intro at home, Elliot? Board, board games, games are, are so fun <laughs> to me. Do you guys
1: like board games? I'm trying to do more fun intros.
0: Um, I do actually. I do like board games. I feel like board games are having a big comeback.
1: They right really now, too. are. I've heard a lot of a, a handful of older people, my parents' age, including my parents, talk about Cards Against Humanity.
2: Oh yeah, my parents love Cards Against Humanity. So I've never played Cards Against Humanity. That I'm a Stratego fun. guy. Well, what? what Stratego? Play,
0: Stratego was you set up a battlefield and you hide your flag and you have to defend it, and you can't see the, the <laughs> other. It was the only. It was the only <laughs> board game I was really good at, mm. and I could I could destroy, and so I like Stratego. And obviously Mono- who doesn't like monopoly? I hate monopoly.
2: I
1: hate monopoly. What? What? Hate yeah. Monopoly. How? So boring. So, just who wants money? It's the thinking hands game. Yeah, I know. Exactly. I'm I'm not interested. I hate any
2: game that takes longer than 45 minutes. Oh,
1: absolutely.
2: Like, I get bored midway through, and then they're like, oh, keep in the game. You gotta play. You gotta focus. And it's like, I don't want to fucking focus on this shit. I have a friend, a very good friend, is really into, like, boutique
0: board games. So he buys, like, these $200 board games, and it takes you, like, five hours just to learn the rules. No, no. I played brother? one. No, I played one once with him and his wife and she said later she said my favorite turn you you made was towards the end when you said I'll do whatever it takes to end the game faster. <laughs>
1: wow. I like the games that are, like, psychological. Like, werewolf is, an, is a thing now. I don't even know what werewolf is. We're, we, we played it. We played it at that lady's club. Is, it that, like, is yes. that like the Secret
2: Hitler or some shit?
1: Yes. It's the well, that's one. not a board game. I know, but, like, it's a par- it's a party game. Remember oh. you remember playing it? Yeah. Around that lady's pool. It was at super the hot crazy. Yeah. and then
2: someone, yeah, it was weird. It was,
1: it was, it got, it we it got were going to get molested. Oh. No, the guy was going was gonna to fight us because we weren't into guns. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is crazy crazy. Yeah. But I love that I love that game and I love that 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 model of game where it's like you're with your friends but you're actually like testing
2: each other. You know it's really fun. And we play this whenever we're at theme parks and stuff. I think you and I played it before at theme parks. Uh, Ellen Jenner says, Heads Up. Oh, Heads Up is fun. So much oh, wait, wait, fun. Wait, wait, How does that work? You literally, like, you put the phone to your head or something, and you don't see the things. And the people here have to, like, describe whatever's on the phone. So let's say they're talking, let's say Rocky, the movie Rocky's on the phone. And everyone there, you can't say Rocky, but everyone there's like, yeah. Sylvester Stallone, 1976. And you're supposed to, and you're like, Rocky. And then you twist up and you yeah. get the next one. And it's so much fun. Fun. Yeah, yeah why it's why I do enjoy that. It's quick. Sounds tedious, but yeah, it's, no, it's, sure. No, it's, no, it's, like, like, it's not. It's, it's like you're
1: done in a minute. It's huh. like a kind of version, like a, like a uh, it's kind of like the $25,000 pyramid. Do you guys yes, play exactly. games on your phone? Yes, but I only play stupid games, no board games. Like what? Uh, games by this company called Bloop. What, ga- <laughs> what are the games, though? Uh, they're called like the, the Bloopy Bird. They're just, they're for babies. They're really for children. I play Oprah's
2: game. Oh, that which one. Is that? It's like Candy Crush. I forget the name of it now, but it's <gasps> Oprah's game. Um, and it's fun and they have inspirational quotes all throughout oh it. God. I love it. Sure. I play the Simpsons game, which is basically Sims, yeah. yeah. Um, I would never play Sims. And I, I play the Harry Potter one and I love <laughs> the Dots game. Yeah, I know what you oh, mean. Oh, two dots. Is that what it is? Two it's dots. Two dots. Yeah, where you like do a line or something. They have a bunch of games actually cuz I have like three apps on my phone of Dots. What were your favorite games as kids? Board game-wise. The Golden Girls. The, the, go- the board game? I didn't play board games. I watched TV. Oh,
1: okay. Oh. <laughs> you never played board games at all? I played it with
2: my grandma. <laughs> Whenever we would go visit my grandma, who was a cunt... I'm going to say that. <laughs> oh, my God. But we would play poker or something, and she would cheat and win, and then she would leg wrestle us, and she would always win Ew, that. would play, That's right. Play, You've oh talked my, about your right. grandma who leg wrestled us. She, she was a total
0: bitch. <laughs> no, I think you said she was a cunt. Yeah, you said she, she, was she was a, a cunt. cunt. <laughs> we did Rummy Cube. my I grandparents would, I and would I. I would play War with my dad. I don't know what either What's of those War? games are. Oh, just the, the card game War. Oh, okay. And I just remember... I remember back when I was sort of obsessed with royalty, the jack, king, and queen were, like, really well illustrated on these cards. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world to be the jack. <laughs> mm, yeah. I wanted to be the jack because—and I've said this before on the podcast—I really like responsibility but not being number one. So yeah. I didn't want to be
1: the king. Right. I wanted to be the jack. I love that. Did, you, did I feel that. So were you guys ever into, like, chess or checkers, the classics?
0: Yeah, I played, I played chess— with my 5-year-old nephew recently. Wow. I swear to god, I almost lost the game. <laughs> wow. He hap- I do think he happens to be very good. That's exciting. But it was it was exciting
1: for him, very worrisome for me. <laughs> That's not I can I can understand. I mean, it's, it's a Oh, no, you're right. That is pretty worrisome actually. It was he's five. it was literally I It was do you do you
0: ever have those moments when like a little bit of your childhood starts creeping back and your instinct is
1: to literally kick the whole game board onto the ground (laughs) because you're not about to fucking lose. Uh, No, I never got that into it. I just, (laughs) I loved, um, I loved chess with my, like playing with my grandpa and then Mm. there was a game A chess game that was built in on whatever Apple computer we had at the time. I don't know if you guys ever had it or remembered it where it was an animated chess game where you, like, move the chess pieces and they would actually, like, attack each other. I remember that. Oh, that was the best.
2: I never never cared about games. I'm not a competitive person. So, like, the allure of games was never—because everyone took it so seriously, and I was just like, I don't give a fuck. I always thought Battleship, Mm. talking Battleship, which I had.
1: Oh, Was so bullshit. Boring. It was so so boring.
2: boring. I do love the game Clue, though, and oh, that's the movie too much for me. Oh, love Clue and the movie both. Nah. Uh, uh, you know, Clue this has an app. Flames, flames. Clue has an app. Yeah, gay gay guys love Clue. That's because of Madeline Kahn.
1: I know, but when was I Mrs Peacock, when yeah. I was dating uh, my last boyfriend, we he took me to a, uh, see Clue at the Hollywood Forever it's a Cemetery campy film. It, but I, I had, I literally was like, wait a minute. All these gay people love Clue the movie. Yeah, I had furry. absolutely no idea. Yeah, I mean you had. They knew every word. Yeah, wow. I mean, it's so campy. Yeah, every it's, word. It's such a campy film. I, I My I'll mind was blown. Too. What'd you say? I think I'll watch that tonight. It's that good. Fun. Well, it's let me. Uh, this is just one last thought. It is now, as an adult, so fascinating to think about board because when I was I was uh, in Pittsburgh recently and I entered I entered I walked I went into a store that was like a. Like a game store, like board games, like yeah. they are very, very nerdy, like adult men, yeah. like with these all these yeah. games, and I was like, wow, you know, it's fascinating to think that there is this world that we were part of, especially as kids, but even now as adults, like there are these things that people build, these games in boxes that are really tactile, yeah, yeah. that you use to like do, to like be social, yeah, to connect with people. <laughs> it's so interesting. It's just like a There's strange nothing and interesting I thing I want to think do about. more
0: than meet someone. Who would be eager to play
1: Stratego with me on a third date. That's so sweet. <laughs> that is so sweet. We're going to find you that nerd. We're going to find you that, that nerd. nerd who's not good at Stratego. You gotta go to Pittsburgh. No, 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 no. We can, we can find you a nerdy game store in the Valley, I'm sure. What would what your, your aunt, aunt say? say? In our last segment, just to refresh our listeners' memories... Mm-hmm. I like to ask, what would your aunt say about something we said on the episode today in as much as asking, what would somebody who has— In a vacuum. In a vacuum. Yeah. No connection to, like, gay, gay stuff. Gay culture or anything. What would our—what would one of our aunts— How would they react to, like, grinder to something stories? Yeah, to something yeah. we talked about on the episode today. So, Brent, why don't we start with your aunt, Ramona? She'd say— The
0: reason you're always single is because you're not open to dating Republicans.
1: (laughs) She would. She's a Trumper. Um, I know that um, when I stop and think about it, my Aunt Joanne would say, Remember I Got You Crackers in the Bed? (laughs) <laughs> which was a board game that was super weird, and I loved it, and I love her for it. <laughs> it's called Crackers in the Bed. You put, like, crackers in slots or something in, a, mm-hmm. in somebody's bed. Makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> My Aunt Anne would have a lot to say in this episode,
2: but she would probably say, he's just not that into you. Your Uncle Ray hasn't been into me for 20 years. Aww, We're still together. <laughs> they're so cute. But See? no, they aren't. They're Trump supporters. Yeah. But oh. she also would say, you're right, Agnes was a cunt. <laughs> Her sister, Agnes. Rest yeah. in
1: peace, Agnes. Or not, yeah. I guess. Fuck Agnes. Fuck Agnes. Well, anyway, that's what our aunts would have to say about stuff we talked about on today's episode. And so for that, we say thank you for being our aunts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this, but thanks for listening. I'm Elliot Glazer. Oh, I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. And I can hear both of your cough drums. No, you can only hear his. I keep saying, you need to put headphones on. I'm chewing it now.
0: 聖苦的秀